that is when AEW kind of were convinced she can go, right? Because it's, it's one thing to see somebody have a good match in an independent company, but you don't know how long, you don't know if they choreographed the match for months or weeks. You don't know. So to see her go and wrestle people in another country who speak a different language and then have great matches and then come back. What's up, Bengal fans? It's your host, Joey Carney. I want to thank you for clicking on this video. It was an amazing experience, and I can't wait for you to see the full interview. Now, if you haven't already, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment down below your favorite part at the end of the video. Now, enjoy the show. Let's go, let's go! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Angle Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Carney. And with me today is a special dude, a guy that really brought me into professional wrestling in a different way than I've ever seen before. Uh, he is the lead producer. He is the booker for Warriors of Wrestling in New York. Ladies and gentlemen, Salvi, how are you, sir? Doing great. That's a great introduction. Let me tell you, that's a, <laughs> we got a spot for you right away. <laughs> that's great. No, but thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I, 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 um, I, picked you up on twitter i think it's where i first saw you listen to the podcast i'm like you know what this guy's pretty good and and that's when i reached out i was like hey do you want to come and hang out so yeah no i'm glad to be here i appreciate it and you know because of you i got to speak to you know a lot of the talent that you guys are are, are breeding at home in your in your uh training facility i got to talk to melina so a lot of opportunities came for you so i really do appreciate you and you know the warriors of wrestling uh for allowing me to come in there yeah absolutely man i mean it, I'm one of those guys who, you know, I've been around for a while, about a decade. And to me, it's like, you got to help everybody. And I know what it's like to be trying to break in and just meet people. And so to me, like, I just think that, you know, you need to do to the, you know, help the younger generation come into the business. And to me, that's, that's, that's key, man. Let's just, let's, we're having fun, right? This is what we do it. Cause we love business. We love wrestling. So if we love wrestling and other people are showing that same passion, give them a chance. And that's just kind of, you know, my mentality at least. Of course. Now there's a lot of interesting aspects to you and what you do. Uh, we've said, or you said before, you've been a part of every aspect of professional wrestling uh, in the ring and outside of the ring. Uh, before we go into what you've done overall, what has probably been the most interesting part that you've kind of participated in so far? Um, that's a good question. Um, interesting, I would say, if you want to say like interesting to the point where it's like one of those things where it's like, ooh, like I never thought this. Like, what's the I, part really, like I should have said, let me rephrase that. What's the part you've enjoyed the most? Okay, enjoyed the most? Um, I would say to the to date, I've enjoyed uh, my current spot the most um, as, you know, producing the shows, um, you know, booking, working on storyline. Um, to me, I love to watch it. Um, but the, the thing I love more than anything, though, like the most interesting thing is, you know, I, me, Joe and I kind of figure out what we want to do. And we talk to the talent and I'm always like inviting them. Tell me what you want to do. What do you want to do? Because I want them to be as inv invested into what we're doing as we are. Um, this is independent, right? You're, you're not, there's no contracts. We're all working our best to do our best to make a name for ourselves. And I want to be people's guide into what we do with warriors. 
and at Warriors Wrestling, I want to provide those opportunities. I want people to be invested. But the most interesting thing to me is watching what we come up with and then performing it. Because I watch the crowd. Like at the shows, like, look, we have, two, we, have a, we have a hand camera, man. We have a hard cam. Sometimes we have a third camera. I'm, I get to see it, right? I see the raw footage of the matches. So what I like to do is I like to watch the raw footage. Then I watch the edits because, you know, we edit things to make it look good. And I see the raw footage. I'll worry about that then. When I'm at the show, I, and I think you've probably seen me, I hang out in the crowd because I want to feel the crowd. I got to see what they're, you know, how they're reacting. I hang out behind, we have broadcast booth. So I hang out behind the broadcast booth. That's where I'm mostly found is gorilla position or um, broadcast booth. That's where I normally, I, I flip between the two. Um, and then I go and feel the crowd because it's so cool. And the part that's so intriguing to me is we thought about this three weeks ago or three months ago. And right now they are reacting and sometimes it's great because they react exactly how we hoped. And sometimes it sucks because it's like, oh, that didn't hit. Like, that's not what we expected. Um, you know, we've had plans for somebody to continue to progress. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the match, you know, we had a guy who got got pops. And we were like, oh, that that's not the plan. And we have to take it. And to me, it's like, we're not going to shove it down their throat. Like, oh, no, like, this guy, he's a good guy. And he's a face. And look we have to do this correctly. This is a performance. This is entertainment. And to me, it's like, I want to protect what we do. And at the same time, I want people to have a good time and come back. And to me, it's like watching that, but it's so interesting to see how the fans react to what we think they'll react to or how we want to get their reaction. So that to me is so cool to just be a part of the show and have the idea and then watch their reaction. That to me is like, has been the most um, rewarding and interesting part so far in, in, you know, my 10 years doing this. And I think that, I mean, I've been to, as a wrestling fan, I've been to hundreds or countless times, I should say, uh, live events for, you know, uh, live televised companies, independent shows there. And I can say there is nothing like a warriors of wrestling crowd. I mean, these, these people who are there, they've, they're, they, live and breathe the product. I mean, they got their shirts and they, uh, it's a different feel from anything that I've ever, ever experienced. And uh, I brought my dad when we were there and we looked at each other and we're like, this is crazy. Like, you know, this is, this is something really different. And you know, that's due to what you guys are doing uh, backstage and that leads to what they're doing in the ring. So the whole, you know, system that you guys have there, I, I believe is, is, a success in my thank opinion. you thank you i mean joe's been you know he's been doing this since 2000 um i want to say 2007 as we approach the 13th year anniversary i believe it's 13 and um i joined i joined but to hear you say that i joined in 2010 um but to hear you say that is you know it's awesome because that's what we're doing we we have our talent we bring in you know every company has to bring in names for the draw and sometimes we'll bring in, we've brought in guys, you know, like Matt Hardy, let's just say we brought Matt Hardy in, or we've brought in more established names like Homicide. And uh, we've had, you know, we've had Drew McIntyre on the show. We've had Jinder Mahal on the show. Um, and we have all these guys, but the thing is, the fans might, like, the fans might come to see X-Pac on a show. They might come to see Tommy Dreamer, but they stay for guys like, like Darius Carter, 
they stay for guys like Chris Steeler. They stay for the names. They stay for Vinny Pacifico. They stay for prolific. We have guys that they're coming to stay for. They stay for team torment. And that's special to me is yeah. to say they, they came to see this name that they've seen on TV or seen growing up, but they come back the next month. They are buying the t-shirts. They're invested. A lot of independents, and this is not their fault. This is just the way the business is. They don't book for months and months of time. Or when they do, the, the people in the back know more about what's going on in the story than the fans do. That's a problem. And we, 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 we try our best to not let that be a problem at Warriors. We try to make sure that the fans know what's going on. Um, I think you've seen me. I, I hop around the crowd. I actually ask people, I say, who's your favorite wrestler? They'll, you know, they'll say like John Cena or they'll say Roman Reigns or I hear Kurt Angle or I hear AJ Styles. But then I'm like, okay, great. Who do you like at Warriors? And then they'll say whatever they'll say. And I'll say, well, what's, do you know what's going on with him right now? And they'll tell me what's going on. And then I'm like, oh, good. And it doesn't work anymore because now I'm known. People know who I am. So it doesn't work as much anymore. Um, but now I have people coming to me with their suggestions on what we should be doing. So it's a different, so now I kind of hide from the fans now. Um, but this, the fact that they're invested in saying, hey, this is, you know, Abdul Nasir and, and, and Darius Carter are coming together and they're, they're the hostile collective, you know, but they, they need more help. Like, it's like yeah. they're invested because they're telling me what we should be doing. And that to me is like, that's crazy. I, I, I don't know if any other Indies are doing that. And if they are, that's great. But um, you know, we're so focused on, on what we're doing that I can't, I don't care what other people are doing. I don't care what other companies are doing. And back to what you were saying also from, from earlier, about how you kind of let the guys and girls at, you know, tell you what they want to do. Yeah. You can see that in the ring. It's authentic. I mean, I've, I've talked to your superstars, you know, before the show starts, you know, I've watched them in the ring and I've talked to them after and they live and breathe their character. I mean, for example, prolific. I mean, I got, I bought one of their shirts from them at, at the event. Cause I was like, these guys, they, they are the, they are the future of, you know, factions in wrestling. There has, there has, I, I, I've been a fan of the prod of, of wrestling for since I can remember. And you can kind of, and I know you can too. There's, there's a feel that you get with certain people where you're like, that's money, you know? Right. Thank you. You guys have, have men and women who are just like, I'm blown away. Right. That was Joe's idea. Actually. Uh, prolific was Joe's idea. He, he, yeah, that was Joe's idea. Cause we, we had, um, we had Marcus Marquis who was just coming out of a tag team. We're like, all right, we're going to do it. And we don't really know. And then we had Isaiah Wolf, who had you know, a lot of success with us. So we're like, and he's, they're both homebred Warriors. They, they started training at the Warriors training facility in Staten Island. Um, and they started there. I remember, I remember training Marcus Marquis. I remember, because I was one of the trainers of Warriors. I remember training him. Um, when I, I had stepped away from the business for a little bit, and I, I didn't meet Isaiah Wolf until I came back. But I trained uh, Marcus Marquis on, you know, just had a bump, had a bump and roll. But to watch these two kids develop and get better and better, they had nothing to do. Joe said, hey, what if we put them together? They named themselves. They named themselves prolific. But we just – we threw them together in a tag team in training, and it worked. And then we were like, you know what? Let's just have them team and see what happens. And it just it just took off. And they're, they're interesting because when we go to um, – it depends on where we go, but in Brooklyn – the fans are into them. They love them. 
And when we go to Staten Island, they hate them for all the right reasons. And to us, it's like, oh, like they're very interesting because they um, are the same wherever they go, yeah. but they'll get cheered or booed depending on where we go as a company. So they're really interesting talent. No, and you, like I said, your roster, your students, I watched, you know, I was at the, the couple of shows that you were able to put on, you know, during 2020. And I was just in awe just watching because like, thank you. You have the veterans that you guys bring in, you know, to help raise the, the bar for them. Sure. They're the stars in the ring, you know, like, we try, man. Veterans are there to help them and they're making the veterans look good. Right. And, you know, we've always had good feedback. Um, a lot of guys came in. I think one of the shows you're at, um, I, I know we had uh, Gangrel. I think you were at one of the shows with Gangrel. I believe you were at one of the shows. Right. That was, yes. When he wrestled Benny Pacifico in, um, in Brooklyn. And that was a good match. Um, and then we have, we've had Tommy Dreamer, Godfather um, in the 2020. And I can tell you when these guys come in, um, we, we, I make sure I introduce myself as for the first thing that I do. And it's, this is a, um, <laughs> booking one oh one. I guess you can say I run around and when I'm running around, I make sure the run sheets in my hand. Um, the reason I do that is cause I got a lot of questions the whole time. Like, Hey, when am I on? What am I doing? But the real, the real thing that I'm doing when I'm running around, I'm holding that. So everybody who doesn't know me, knows that they can come to me because I know what's going on. I mean, Joe and I, we spend, you know, three weeks booking the show. I mean, typically we're usually two shows ahead. So like this week, we're actually, let's say like this week, we're actually booking, we would be booking two shows from now because we know what's already happening in the two shows before that. So I run around, but I've had guys like, you know, Godfather, Tommy Dreamer come up to me. Hey, what do you want from me tonight? And I say, look, I'm not going to, and this is what I say every time, I'm not going to tell you how to be you, but what I am going to do, I'm going to introduce you to who you're working with and I'm going to let you do what you want. I just, I would like for this to happen to get our talent over. However, or, you know, whether it's heat or, or if they're going to get a shine, if they're going to win, they're going to lose. doesn't matter. Just get my talent over. Um, that they know that's why they're here. They know they're here to enhance us and they don't mind doing the job. I mean, they're getting paid, they're gonna pay good money. And when I do these things, like I had this idea to, with, with dreamer, um, it's a good example. I said, dreamer, I said, look, um, I really want to do something cool with you. And can, can, do you mind if, um, I said, what if you didn't come out, come out to your music? And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, what if you're just, you know, we come back from intermission and you're sitting at the signing booth and one of our talents starts calling and starts bickering and starts, you know, um, calling you out. He was like, all right. He goes, and I'll be in gear. I'm like, yeah, you'll be in gear. And then he was like, all right, cool. Um, that works. And then, cause it was a six, as a six man tag. He's like, and then my partners will meet me when I get to the aisle. I said, yeah, exactly. And then he was like, how long? I said, we're going to do the match plus segment, you know, 18 minutes. And he was like, I might go over. He goes, but is that okay? I'm like, listen, you tell me if that's what you want to do. If you want to give me more, if you want to give me more than what I'm asking for, go right ahead, do it, do it. Um, so we've always had you know, that kind of interaction. That's just one for an example. When they work and then they go back, I go back to them. Hey, how was it? What, what can we do better? What can they do better? Um, they give me their feedback every time. 
But the thing is, the bottom line is they ask us when they can come back. I, we've had Tommy Dreamer say, hey, look, I'm, I'm down to come back anytime. I think he's done like five or six shows with us already, Tommy Dreamer, over the course of, you know, 10 years. Um, you know, we've had, you know, Fatu has come and he's come in and he was a ball of energy and he was so cool to, to work with. And Gangrel said, I'll come back anytime. He goes, you guys are great. So it's great to see these names come to us and say, hey, this was great. I'll come back anytime. Um, we've even had homicide in a storyline. He, 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 um, he guaranteed us uh, four months. Melina guaranteed us six months. Um, we had six months with get Melina. We, we built it with promos. I mean, she wasn't every show, but she gave us the promos. She gave us a talent. Uh, she won the, the Warriors of Wrestling Women's Championship, um, World Championship, actually, because Nyla Rose had that previously, and she defended it in Japan. Um, so it's technically a world title. Um, and, you know, we had Melina do that. When we did that, our women's division, I'm going to tell you right now, like our YouTube channel popped. Melina won our title on Twitter, and she put it on Twitter. People didn't even know she was still wrestling. It was crazy. She had like 3,000 likes. I was reading the comments, didn't know you were still wrestling, didn't know you could still do it. Congratulations. What's Warriors of Wrestling? What's the women's, you know, what's the women's title? What's the women's scene? All of our YouTube videos spiked. I mean, we have 165,000 YouTube subscribers. And I would say that Molino building us up probably attributed to not probably a couple thousand. Um, but over overnight, like a lot of our um, intergender matches and our um, women's matches just spiked because um, people wanted to see what the scene was like here. And it was like she won the belt on uh, won the championship on Saturday. By like Tuesday, our women's videos were just flying upwards. We couldn't figure out why. And then we thought about it. I was like, wait a minute, Twitter. And she tagged us. And we're out. we obviously have our website and our, um, our YouTube channel. So, yeah, no, we, we tried to make sure that we're building our talent. But we want all of the talent out there who are already established to have fun and want to come back. That's it. We just want them to come back. Fun fact. Uh you're talking about the video of Melina winning, you know, the Warriors of Wrestling Women's uh, title. That's where I actually found out about the Warriors of Wrestling. I saw someone had retweeted uh, that video of her in that match winning that title. And I was tweeting, uh, I, was, I was commenting on it, I, I, I retweeted it. And then I looked at the Warriors of Wrestling stuff. And I think that's when we started following each other. Uh, and then you reached out to me. So, I mean, it did, it had an impact on me. Yeah. So I can only imagine, like you said, building those subscribers, building that, that following just by bringing in Molina. Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. And, and like I said, it was, we were just hanging out one night and Joe and I were talking and we were, I was like, cause we talk every morning. So every, pretty much every morning he's driving home from, uh, from work. He works a night shift. You know, I'm working, I'm driving to work. Um, so we, we talk, we have an hour drive that we're actually passing each other. Um, and I said to him one morning, I said, Hey, I was like, you still cool with Melina? And he was like, yeah, yeah, because um, they have a good history together. Uh, they've done a lot of business together. A lot of, Joe does signings too. So, you know, he's done some signings with her. And I was like, huh. I was like, he goes, what are you thinking? I was like, can we get her in for a show? He goes, yeah, of course. I was like, can we get her in for five shows? And he was like, oh, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, she's, got, she's busy. And I'm like, see if she'll do five shows. I says, or see if she'll give me five months. Five months, minimum three matches. And he was like, I don't think she's going to say yes. I was like, yeah, but you don't know unless we ask. Um, and we asked and she was like, well, what is he thinking? So I had a call or actually we DM'd 
And then she came to the show and I sat her down and we, we sat down and we spoke about what my idea was and she was all about it. Um, and so, you know, we became real cool and she came and she, she really enhanced the women's division for us. Um, unfortunately due to COVID, um, you know, she had to relinquish the belt. She did move, uh, to the West coast. So, um, she was in Brooklyn at the time. So we had to uh, relinquish the belt and, and unfortunately things like this happen. Um, but obviously no, no problems. Like we're still talking to her. We still talk to her. It's totally cool. But like, we don't know when she's going to come back. And because we don't know that we, we can't, she understood it was business, you know, it's business, but no, yeah, we, we try to make sure that people enjoy working with us. There's a lot of different aspects to the warriors of wrestling. I do want to get into Yeah. Uh, the first one. I think it's probably the most important is your school, the talent that we're talking about, uh, the shows that you're talking about, your talent comes through your school. What is if, for the people listening, what is your school all about? And kind of give more, uh, I guess, in-depth detail as to, you know, what they will get out of the school. So Warriors Wrestling School started in 2010. Um, I was the, so technically, I am the first student of the Warriors Wrestling School. Um, I am the third product of Warriors, but I'm the first student. uh, Because they had people that were training, like, before shows and stuff. Or going to, like, open rings. So the Warriors Wrestling School... Um, so you understand this, um, Joey B, he is the owner of Warriors Wrestling. He is the head trainer of Warriors Wrestling. He was trained by, um, Johnny Rods, right? So Johnny Rods, he was trained at Gleason's gym. He was trained, uh, he trained with Vito. He trained with Matt Stryker. Um, this was after Devon was signed to ECW. Um, so he went to Johnny Rods school and he was trained there. They had a falling out and Joey, started his own his own shows which led to the schools we teach and this is no this is no like we're not stealing anything you know some people will say it's stealing we teach the way johnny rods teaches um so we're teaching how a hall of famer teaches because you know we're trained he's trained joe's trained by johnny rods i'm trained by joe so i'm a product of that too now I had other trainers too. I mean, we've had other people who were trainers um, and I was trained by them as well. I had other guys in the roster who helped train me. Um, so we've, you know, we've had guys like um, we've had uh, Spartan, but uh, Will Ferreira in ring of honor. He was one of, I don't know if you know him currently, he's a producer of ring of honor, but he was, you know, he did the, um, the future of honor. And um, so he trained me. Um, I had Logan black. He was one of my trainers and uh, Jason Karloff trained me a lot too. Uh, all, you know, warriors guys, um, you know, trained from other aspects. A couple came from Gleason's a couple came from other schools. Um, and what we teach is the way that you would be training for TV. Um, we, when we train, here's a good example. Obviously we safety first people are not, you know, coming in, and bumping on their first day, rolling on their second day and ready to have a match. We have students who have been training for three months and still haven't even had a full match in training. We have guys who have been, you know, four months and are on shows. And it's all about how you progress as an athlete. Um, It's not easy, right? Everybody thinks they can be a wrestler. Everybody thinks it's fake. Listen, it's, you're, you can't fake a bump, right? You can bump and protect yourself. You can't fake a bump. You hit your head, you bite your, you bite your tongue, you know, when you're learning, of course, when, when you're learning, and even when you know what you're doing, you can still make a mistake, but we have a very hard training process. We do a lot of cardio. Um, training is, 
usually um, 5.30, 6 o'clock is when it's pretty much gets it going. And we they run it until it's over, until the, the place closes, right? So we're, we're training out of the fun station, 3555 Victory Boulevard in Staten Island, New York. And we are training from five, you know, five thirty, sometimes six, depends on when the, when the first trainer gets there. Um, students aren't allowed in the ring till trainers there. Um, and they train until it's closed. So about 10 o'clock, nine 30. Um, first hour is typically cardio. Then we do skills drills. After that, um, we'll, we'll pick apart different things. So we'll do like a drill where it's like, um, like a selling drill, or we'll, we'll teach guys how to land properly when they're taking bumps, hitting the ropes, rolling. Cause bumping and rolling is everything. Like it's, it's your protection. It's how you protect yourself. And then we have skills, drills, holds, drills, a lot of different drills, but like, it's all about bumping and, and, in doing things the right way so you don't get hurt. That's key. Like we just want, we don't want anybody to get hurt. Like we have insurance policy, sure, but we don't want to have to use the insurance policy. Like that's crazy. We don't have to ever record an incident. So, you know, over the 10 plus years that Warriors Wrestling School, it's going to be plus years that has been open. Um, a lot of guys are trained and girls are trained well. They're trained very well. And the roster isn't just people from Warriors Wrestling. They're coming from all over. They're training from all over the place. But they do come to the school and now they get to show us how they do things differently. Right. And then so on. We have a lot of seminars. So we'll have like a Molly Holly seminar. We've had a Dean Malenko seminar. And these guys are coming in and they're showing things, how to do things differently and how we didn't learn. Like Nick Dinsmore, um, Eugene, that was one of the best seminars I ever attended. Um, he was all about making things um, believable and making sure that you know where it is. You know, and when I say know where it is, is like know where you are, know where the fans are, know where what is going on, where you like he was so great and and we learned so much from him. And you know, I've done a lot of seminars. I've done, you know, a Fit Finley seminar, which is really helpful, where he talks about making things look believable. Uh, that wasn't at Warriors, that was somewhere else, but I brought that to Warriors. Um, you know, I've trained in other like after I left Warriors um to try to really make this a career. Um I trained elsewhere. And what I learned from elsewhere, I brought back to warriors. I said, Hey, this is how this is done. And look, there's, there's another way to do this. But like one of the things that's unique about warriors is we teach how to, we teach how to do things. Um, so old school that like one of the things we have in our training facility is we have a big sign. It's, it's like an 11 by 17 sign that says hard cam. And we want them to know to work for the hard cam like a lot of other schools will train you certain ways. We're training people like for TV. Do we have people ready for TV? No, we don't. It's the fact. I mean, maybe two people we have, and, and they've been in the business for like five plus years. Um, we maybe have two people. I, I, I can certainly say two for sure that I think if they got a proper shot in um, somewhere, they would probably get, get a um, development deal without a doubt. Um, maybe three, but definitely two. Um, and, these guys, one of them was started at Warriors. And, you know, it, it, it comes down to what people are getting. And you're getting, you're getting your money's worth with Warriors. I mean, when you're a student at Warriors and you pay your monthly dues, you can come to train any night of the week as long as there's a trainer there. Like, we've had school, we've had classes. I mean, you can look at our Instagram page. It's where we post a lot. Um, our Instagram page, we've had classes of 20. We've had classes of six. We've had classes of three. When I started, I was the only trainee. It was me and three trainers. Wow. I had I had that 
undivided attention at all times. Um, and now, you know, years later, I mean, there's more than 30, there's like 30 registered students at Warriors. That's crazy. Like this is like, you know, it's, but it takes time. It's 10 years, 10 years. And now look where we are. Yeah, it's, I, I can tell, you know, from what you're saying and from what I experienced when I was there, that this is, if you guys, if anybody's listening in the area, the New York, the, the tri-state area, really, and you're looking to get into professional wrestling, this is the place to be. It's not only the entering stuff that I noticed, it's more of like uh, the moral stuff too, the ethical side. Because when I first, you know, walked through the door, the first day uh, that I, you know, went to go uh, talk to you, everybody there, not knowing who I was, came up to me, introduced themselves, shook my hand. And it was just like, a, I was like, wow, this is like, this is something really unique. And it's, there's a respect level there. Yes. And that's hundred percent that that's taught to them, you know, through you guys, through the trainers, through the up in wars of wrestling. And, you know, that to me was like, this is a place you're going to get your money's worth. And then after I saw the in-ring action, I was like, man, sold me. <laughs> yeah, well, That's good, man. Let me tell you. I mean, the first rule of Warriors is respect. That's the first rule of Warriors wrestling. Respect. Respect everybody. You don't know. Listen, you don't know anybody's life story. You don't know where they're coming from. You know that they love wrestling. You know that you love wrestling. So respect them. That's it. It's very so- simple. Faces there that I recognized, like Melina, for example, when I was there the first time. And there was other faces I didn't recognize. And every single person came up to me and shook my hands and introduced themselves and said hello. Like they knew exactly who I was. Yeah. It was just, it was really cool. And it was impactful because now it teaches me more, you know, when I go to different shows, how to act. Yeah. I'm not even a student of your, of, of the school. So. But you learn something, right? You learn that for free. <laughs> no, but it just shows how much uh, value is there and how it can be carried over so easily. And mm-hmm. it's more of the little things than it is, you know, everything. And those little things add up to the big picture, you know? The thing is, um, and I thank you for noticing that because we, that's something we teach. Look, you get to a show, listen, put your bag away. I don't care if you know somebody that you can say hi to them last. They know you. Go say hi to every single person because if they're there, if you are there before the door opens for the general public, you need to introduce yourself to everybody. A, it's a respect thing because everybody there is trying to enhance the product. So say hello. Second of all, it's, it's just good business. Just be, just say hello. Say hello. Greet them. You never know who can help you. That's another thing. Hey, look, you never know. You can go up to somebody. Like, perfect example. They all went up to you. I didn't tell them to go up to you. I didn't tell a single person, hey, the Angle Podcast is coming. Make sure you say hi. Nope. I, they just know. If you, if you see a face there before the general public is there, you say hello. Usually, you can tell if somebody is working or if somebody is general public. And when they're general public, you just ask them to leave. Um, and and if they're work, you could just tell. Like they're just they're just there's an energy about people. Um, and somebody said I said to somebody I was like oh, oh um they said who's that I was like that's the Angle Podcast like yeah he goes I I knew that they were I knew that they were part of the show I just didn't know how so they just knew like they just can feel it. Um, 
and it's weird. Like I always say like, it's so weird how um, you can feel energy coming off of people at a show. Like yeah. you can see, you can tell the difference between uh, somebody's working there and, and a fan very quickly. But um, I'm, I appreciate that you, that you, that you notice that. Cause you know, it's just, just good business. And that's the problem. And, and Joe and I always say that that's number one problem in wrestling. The number one problem, in the wrestling business is that nobody treats it like a business. It's playtime. It's playtime. It's they're playing wrestler. And that, that annoys the shit out of me. Like, uh, sorry. I, okay. It annoys the shit out of me how people are just, they, they learned how to bump. They bought gear off of high spots and all of a sudden they're a wrestler. Oh, okay. They're a wrestler. They don't know what they're doing, but they're a wrestler. Ask their, ask their uncle. They'll tell you. And you know, that to me is like so disrespectful um, because you can then tell when we bring, when, when somebody emails us, yo, I wrestle check out my match and then they give us like a three minute highlight video of like shitty spots and bad bumps and it's like what? like no if you want to get if you want to get booked it's very simple be respectful I, listen i don't need a, there's no wrestling resume right people make a res this isn't this isn't corporate life do me a favor i don't care how many seminars you attended i don't care who trained you send me a match send me a match you send us a match we watch the match. If it's good, we tell you to send us another. Yeah. And then we tell you, hey, I know you're, you're, if you're close, come to the school one night. Or, hey, you're far, come to a show. Bring your gear. We don't know if we have a spot for you. Bring your gear. Maybe they'll get on our – we have a pre-show. Like, we always joke around, like, in the back, we joke around, hey, we have the, the world-famous um, independent pre-show. <laughs> Which is – that's where we try, guys. That's where we try our students. We try, guys. But, like, even then – um, and I think you've probably seen it. Like even then the fans aren't there, but they, it, there's the respect of the wrestlers. We, as re we have a monitor that we can see everything in, in the locker room. The entire locker room is huddled around the ring for the pre-show. That's how it should be. I mean the TV, sorry, they're huddled around the TV on the pre-show and they come back. These kids or these new guys get bombarded with, Hey, that was great, but do this. This was awesome. Or, Hey, this one thing, fix it. Or, Hey, that was really bad, but this is why it was bad at warriors. You never get a, this was bad without a following of it was bad because this that's, that's big to us. We, we want everybody to be good. And you know, when I was there last time, I think the, the last time I was there was April. I oh, know. Sorry. Uh, was it? No, it was February. I think it was February. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Down, I think it was the last one I was at and yeah. I was there for the pre-show and there was fans coming in and they were rushing in. Like they wanted to see the pre-show, you know? Yeah. So I, I get exactly what you're talking about where, you know, the pre-show is still the show and everybody's you know involved with that as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. For those listening uh, who either live in the area, want to get involved, uh, or who don't live in the area and still want to get involved. Um, how could they reach the Warriors of Wrestling School? Um, where can they find it? Best way to find a school. Um, okay, so Instagram is always really helpful. I mean, we have a pretty big Instagram account. Um, I would say Instagram, the website's good. That's a good spot. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's 2020, so website. Um, I would say the schools, um, the school does have a page on Facebook. That's a great way to get in contact with us. Um, there's like me, Joe, there's a couple people who run the messages there. Um, so you're going to get one of us. You're going to get a response. Um, 
but Instagram too is helpful. Or they could just reach me directly, you know, like on Twitter, you know, at SalbyB, you can put the links up, but um, you know, it's, it, it's really easy to get into wrestling, which is a bad thing. Um, but if you do it the right way, it can be rewarding for the right people. Yeah. And I'm seeing that now as I, you know, really interject myself into the business more and more, I'm seeing exactly what you're talking about. Um, even with, even with people who call themselves superstars, like you can see the different levels of, you know, the respect, uh, for the craft and also respect for who they're working with. It's really unique to see that, uh, now that I'm more involved in it. If, um, if you ever catch somebody who says, if somebody in the business, if somebody in the business, right, quote unquote, air quotes, if somebody in the business has to tell you they're in the business, you probably should check them. Because honestly, if you have to tell people, oh, by the way, I wrestle, blah, blah, that's kind of weird, right? Like, you don't see like MJF walking around saying, oh, I'm a wrestler, guys. Like, no, he just carries himself a little differently. You don't, you don't see, um, you know, you don't see guys in WWE talent reminding everybody. Like, yeah, they have a much larger platform. But you don't see guys going around who are – treating it like a business, telling everybody that they're treating it like a business, right? You shouldn't have to remind people what you're doing. It tends to be more of a lifestyle more than anything where, you know, you're a professional wrestler. This is what you do and you do it. Right. I mean, look, I think it's something, I remember reading a statistic one time a couple of years ago. It's something like 12% of professional wrestlers in the world do it full time. And I think it's less than 50 actually like treat it like a business. So these guys could be washing your, they could be washing your windows one night. They could be a manager at an insurance company. They could be a, a, a car dealer. They could be working at a car dealer as a marketing guy. Um, but on the weekends, they're wrestlers. And they even carry themselves differently when they go to the gym. And it's not like, oh, like I'm, you know, whatever, however they're dressed. It's not about that. It's just people treat it like a business. Those are the people who make it in the business, or at least um, they get an opportunity. Yeah. And now that we're really talking about, you know, the business side of uh, professional wrestling, I kind of want to get into what you do with the Warriors of Wrestling backstage. Uh, you're the booker, you're the lead producer. Yeah. Uh, what goes into really uh, coming up with, just give me more in de detail of what exactly you do. Sure. I mean, um, well, you need patience. That's the number one thing. Um, booking an independent show is a lot different than booking TV, right? Um, so if you're booking TV, you have contracts, you know who you have, right? You can see ratings, right? We have YouTube views, but we don't have contracts. So we have respect. We have a handshake. We have agreements. Um, we pay everybody. If you're on a Warriors show, you got paid. That's the bottom line. Look, I don't know how many independents can say that, but you come to Warriors, you get paid, but you're also expected to perform. So we look around the roster and we say, what match, not Matt, what match we want to see? What match makes sense? What makes sense? Why? Does it make sense? What do these two characters have? What kind of beef do these two characters have? What can they have that will draw people in? We don't just put on matches for fun to put on matches. Everything we do is a story. I mean, obviously you have your one-offs that have like, you know, 
we try to see if it works. Um, but to book a story, uh, the way I do it is, um, I don't know if it's the right way, or the wrong way. This is just the way I do it. I say, okay, who do I have that I can trust? Hey, who can I rely on? Who can, who's going to give me the promos? Who's going to give me their time? Who's going to come to the show early, right? Who's earned it? Who's good enough to do this? Um, and then I say, how long do I want to do this for? Um, so what I do is uh, every, every, let's just say I'm booking the storyline, two guys. Um, uh, I don't want to like, so let's say A and B. All right, so A and B, I'm going to put them in a storyline. And I'm going to say A and B are going to wrestle. And let's just say it's not for a title. Let's just say it's, um, let's say they're fighting for a roster spot. Um, so they're fighting for a roster spot. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say, okay, how does A wrestle? How does B wrestle? How are we going to mesh them? And then I say, how long can we do this for? And then I say, what's the escape plan? So meaning, let's say I plan it for six months. But say it's not working. I have an escape plan. It's how am I going to get out of this angle at any time? How am I going to get these guys out of the angle? Not, not how am I going to make the last, how am I going to make the blow off come earlier? That's not, sometimes you don't even get to do that. You have to say, how am I going to do this? And then my job after that is I then um, start a, a group messenger within uh, me and that person and the other person. So I have A, B, and me. And I say, okay, this is what I'd like to do. Um, this is the, um, the genesis of, of this feud. What do you guys got? What do you want to do? And um, they'll, they'll riff. Well, all three of us will riff. And I'll say, okay, I feel like your character would say this in a promo. Am I right? And sometimes they're like, well, yeah. Or sometimes they're like, hmm, not exactly. Can I tweak it? I'm like, yeah, what do you want to say? They say it. Okay, they figure it out. Okay, great. Um, one, one rule, just go by the bullet points. So I give them bullet points. They just make sure they hit them, make it their own. Um, um, so when I write something, I get excited because I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about it. And I tell them, here's my suggestion. Do what you want. Just hit these bullet points. And sometimes I see what I wrote verbatim is said. And sometimes it's not what I wrote at all, but it's the, um, so what I do is I give bullet points. So I say, um, you want this spot. You've been training longer and um, they, the other person doesn't deserve it. And um, by the way, I want you to say this. Uh, I want you to say this stern, but not angry. So now I've laid out how to, how to deliver the promo and what to say. And sometimes it's like, okay, I do earn it. I will prove to you I earn it and this, right? And then it's like, okay, so, so we, we, started, we started it. And they wrestle. They have their match. We see how it was. And then it's like, okay, I, I read the fans. How did they react? Okay, they're into it. I look at the YouTube views. I look at the Facebook views. I look at the Instagram views. And I'm like, okay, I look for comments, right? Um, I, it's big to look in the comments because that's your audience, right? It's, we're not doing it for ourselves. Um, and then I, I read the audience the next show. We figure out what's going on. We have our matches planned. So then it's like, okay, on show th one and two, there's matches. Um, however, whoever wins, however they win, whoever loses, whatever. But then it's always like, do we need to do a match? Does this need to be a one-on-one? -on -one? Can this be a tag match? What other feuds on the roster can I bring into this and make it a tag match? Or, you know what? I don't want a match. Um, 
I want to do an angle. I want somebody to show up at the other person's house. I want A to show up at B's house and I want them to fight at, in the, in the yard. I, I'm just throwing this out there yeah. or you know what? Um, I want this person to attack this person in the locker room um, and we'll set it up and we'll do it or we won't. And, you know, it's a matter of breaking the mold of independent wrestling because the mold is have a show, cut a promo in front of a wall. You know, I'll just cut a promo like this in my room. Why am I in this room? What does my character have to do with this room? Who knows? Um, and we don't want to do that. So sometimes we do it. You know, you have to you get what you get. But if we can do the more cinematic style uh, filmography, do things a little different, we're going to do that. Um, cryptic messages, whether they're, you know, Instagram posts, um, whatever it is. But the thing is, uh, we do vignettes, right? We like to do vignettes. Um, the one thing that we hate is just making everything look like it's, I always say, don't make it look like independent wrestling. I always say, don't make it look like the shit indies. And everybody knows what that means now. Um, but you know, we booked the angle all the way through and hopefully we can get the payoff we want. And typically, you know, um, it depends on the, you can't just say, Oh, the, the, the blow off is always got to be a cage match or a special stipulation or a ladder match. Like you don't need to do that. Like, what if you book the whole show? What if you book the whole angle with the two guys or two girls? Um, nobody ever beat each other and they never won. And there was always interference and it was always this or was that, you know what? Why don't we just have a match where everybody's banned from ringside and just have a match. There must be a winner. This is no time limit. Must be a winner. Why not? Right? So it's, it's doesn't always have to be this big drawn out match. Um, we've had feuds end. Actually, this was a really cool one. Um, totally breaking kayfabe, but who cares? This is, it's, it's entertainment. We've had angles where it was like, okay, we're going to have uh, Chris Steeler and uh, Vinny Pacifico. They were in an angle for a long time. I, I inherited that angle uh, when I came in. Um, so we kept going with it. And then I said, it was simple. Um, I said, you know what? Why can't we just end it with an elimination? And they're like, what do you mean? So we had ultimate survival, which is our Royal Rumble. That's our summer event. And um, I said, well, what if, what if, you know, what if Steeler just gets eliminated and that closes the feud? They're like, well, how are we going to pull it off? I said, everybody else is down. Get them two up. Little back and forth. Big win. Clothesline over the top. Steelers out. Goodbye. Feud's over. This is just an example, but like feud's over. And everybody was like, huh, that works, right? Because what's what's – the difference you blow off somebody has to win who says it has to be a pin and it also leaves it open for later on if you want to ever continue it you have something to go back to exactly and refer to so it makes sense exactly exactly and so to me it's like who do we have what can what who do we have what are they capable of what are they going to deliver and can we trust them awesome there is one uh one unique part that i've i've picked up on in the show it's actually one of my favorite parts of the entire show <clears throat> all the shows that i've been to already with the warriors wrestling the no limits championship it's it's interesting could you explain uh to everybody listening or watching uh what exactly the no limits championship is uh and how kind of how that kind of uh came into fruition so the no limits title 
some will say it's the secondary title. I, as, as the person who's helping run the shows, it is its own division. It's not the secondary title. It's not like the intercontinental title, right? Um, the no limits division is a, a brainchild of Joey B trying to give a spot to guys who can wrestle faster, uh, more high flying, um, maybe more hardcore. Yeah. Um, the no limits title was never truly, it was just kind of like people would call it like the cruiserweight hardcore division. Right. Um, when I came in, I said, we need to change that. We need to, um, it's not clear. It was, it was the secondary title because it wasn't clear. The only thing that was clear was weapons were allowed. Right. So I said to him, why not just call it the hardcore title? And well, it's not the hardcore, it's the no limits. I said, well, it makes no limits. And I've always said that what makes it no limits. So when I came in, I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to define what the no limits title is. And not only that, but we're going to have in our company, no limits rules. So it doesn't always have to just be with the no limits title. So to clearly define, so our current no limits champion is Dexter. Um, he beat Tyree uh, for the, for the, t- for the championship. By the way, that whole tournament. And that was, that was, Probably the most invested I've, I think I ever was in any awesome. kind of the number one the number one contender yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah that was awesome. thank you. The number one contender tournament took a lot because that's a lot of coordination because it's a tournament. It's getting guys to agree to do things. Um, you know, just you know, it's hard. It's not easy because you have guys wrestling multiple matches in a night, and we have to protect them and we have to say, hey, you know, are you okay? Are you good? Do you need anything? Right? Because we don't want anybody to get hurt. So that was that was a big tournament for us, and that drew that drew a lot. We had a lot of people in those shows. Um, so Dexter won the number one contendership and he won the belt. So the no limits, what makes it, what makes it special? Um, so the no limits rules are um, in a no limits rules match, there um, is no count outs. There are no rope breaks. The ropes can be used as leverage. There must be a winner. So um what we do with it is it's really interesting because people fans at first were like, we had to, we had to state the rules before the show, before the, not before the show, before the match. I'm sorry. So, you know, it's, it, you know, anything goes, there are no count outs. There are no rope breaks, you know, their ropes can be used for leverage. There yeah. must be a winner. So I'm, one of the, I'm just hearing you say it now, like it gets you like, Oh, you don't know what's going to happen. It's right. I mean, we've had guys who got who we've had matches that end in a choke out using the ropes, passed out. But you know what? He lost. We've had we've had. Um, so uh, Chris Banks is a former No Limits champion. He has won the belt with the ropes. You know, it was a schoolboy with the rope, his feet on the ropes, totally yeah. legal in a No Limits. Um, you know, there must be a winner. That's kind of you know explaining like anything goes. Right? We're seeing these weapons. Um, and really we're allowing, we're allowing guys to do anything. There's no one, two, three, four, five count in the corner. There's no five counts. It is, it is unique. Um, and, and to me, it is not the secondary title. It is its own, it is its own thing. Um, but it allows the, it allows people who wrestle for it to be as creative as they want. There are no limitations. That's why it's called no limits. There are no limitations. Of course. No, and, and I've seen that uh, the matches that I've saw uh, live, 
and the matches that I watch on YouTube too, because you guys are uh, not running shows right now. Uh, but do you guys do have matches going on? Um, we don't have shows right now. We we are we have a lot of matches in our um, in our archives that never that we never produced uh, we, that we never published um, student matches because like you know guys will bring their gear for training so we'll have those matches um, but we, we're doing our best to um, you know make sure that we're meeting all the guidelines with with Corona but I can say that you know we are having matches um, fully um, in training they're training matches but the guys were in gear and if they're good, they make it to the show, but we do build them with story. Right. So we do have it with story. It's not just random guys. Um, one of the, um, so frat boy Farva, who's a student of Warriors wrestling, probably had the best match of his career against Darius Carter. Um, he had a, uh, a heavyweight championship title match and it was by far the best match Farva has ever had. I mean, Darius Carter's aces. He is, he is the, I I know that so let me clear the air. I don't know how many people listen to your listen to your show. Darius Carter is one of the best unsigned wrestlers in the world. I can attest to that. I, I totally agree. Thank you. Um, he is he is our heavyweight champion. He is a two time heavyweight champion. He is the best unsigned wrestler in the world. Um, he's had his his round of heat in the past. Um, he was part of the crusade for change with beyond wrestling. Um, he has had his opportunities. Um, the thing is with, with Carter, he is one of my closest friends in wrestling. And I can tell you this much people, he, people believe that the gimmick is the, is the person. And that is, uh, their problem, you know, like, I've heard people say like, oh, Ric Flair believed his gimmick too much. And I say, no, you believed his gimmick too much. And people have said, oh, well, listen, he might think that he is this star, but he is this star. You are, are putting it on him. So when you hear about any heat about Darius Carter, I've been in the ring with Darius Carter. He's not stiff. People say he's stiff. He's not stiff. He's, he's, He's snug, but he's not stiff. He doesn't, he doesn't try to hurt anybody. He never tries to hurt anybody. He is the first to admit he has a problem. He is the first to admit he did something wrong. He is the first to apologize um, to hurt, if he hurts somebody. He does not run away from confrontation. Uh, he has respect for the business. Um, and to, to clear the air on him, he is one of the best unsigned wrestlers in the world and he is one of the nicest people in professional wrestling that you'll meet but um one of the things that he he has always done for warriors has been there and he showed up to wrestle frat boy farva he didn't look at it as oh i'm wrestling somebody who is in the business for about three years i'm wrestling a student he didn't look at it like that he looked at it like i have a challenge my challenge is to defend my championship. And he put on one hell of a match. It's a shame it has only a thousand views right now because we have Darius Carter has over 21 million views on one video from Warriors Wrestling. He is approaching 50 million views himself on Warriors Wrestling pages. Um, and he goes out there and he wrestles this, this kid who's been doing this three, four years and puts on a fantastic match. 
he wrestled Dexter when he won the championship for the second time. Another product of Warriors Wrestling School had a fantastic match. He goes against Killer Cross or uh, what's WWE calling him right now? Um, Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross. He wrestled Carrion Cross, and Carrion Cross and him had a phenomenal match. And Carrion Cross that night came to me and said, "You know." Um, I just want to let you know, I'm excited to be here. I've heard things about Darius. And I said, stop right there. I was like, I don't mean to interrupt you. I don't care what you've heard. It's not true. I've been in the ring with him. I promise you he's not there to hurt anybody. I know that you're on the brink of getting signed. I've, I've, I have my contacts too. Sure enough, he got signed to NXT about a month and a half later. Um, and I said, look, I know you're about to get signed. You're, you're not... You don't have to worry. You're not going to get hurt tonight. I promise you. And um, and I went to Carter when he got there. I said, Carter, you need to go talk to Carrion right now. Uh, and he goes, or Killer Cross at that time. So you need to go talk to Killer Cross right now. He said, why? And I said, the rumors. And he said, got it. And I said, go talk to him. Assure him you're gonna, you're not gonna hurt him, and you better not fucking hurt him tonight. <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and then we both started laughing, and then he went over, and we were cool. Car- and then Killer Cross came back to me and said, "Hey, um, thank you for sending him over." I was like, "He was gonna come to you anyway," but and he was, he would have went to him anyway. Um, so he was like, "You know, we'll see how it goes." I said, "Great, no problem." I said, "I looked at Killer Cross and said, look, if you feel something's wrong, do what you have to do in the ring. Do what you have to do." He knows, he knows what I mean. Anybody who knows business knows what I meant. He came back. I waited in gorilla position. I thanked both of them. And I looked at Killer Cross. I said, what'd you think? He goes, he was fine. I was like, I told you. He was like, I, if I, you know, if there was a problem, I would have told you. I said, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so there was, there was a stigma there. He had the stigma there. He had his, his, his problems in the past. Um, when people have more influence than you, um, there's only one side to a, a conversation. 100%. Um, but yeah, so he, he came out and, and made Farva look like a million bucks. And if you watch that match right now, you, I mean, look, I mean, was it recorded in WWE quality? No, we're, we don't have those kind of cameras, but that match was a great match. I'm not saying it was Carter's best match. That's not what I'm saying. That was Farva's best match. There's a difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just shows up. And, and um, I forgot the, your initial question, but it had to do with, oh, our shows that we had. Um, and, you know, we're still doing title defenses. Um, and they're not shows. They're just matches right now, right? We can't do shows. I wish we could. I wish we could. I, I would love to. I, I miss the fans. And, and go, kind of going back to uh, – I'm going to jump around here a little bit. Yeah, yeah go ahead, jump. Curious. Uh, I've spoken to him uh, behind the camera. I've spoken to him – on Twitter while he's in character and he's a great guy. You know, he's a nice guy. He's a great guy. And he's a good champion. He's a great champion. Thank you. Uh, I was just, I was just going to correct you and say he's a great champion. <laughs> yeah, he's a great champion. And this is not his first run with the title, obviously. And uh, he, you know, he was on a very exclusive list this year. So yeah, the, the, um, he, yeah, BWI 500. He was on PWI. He was on a couple lists. Um, but you know what? The only thing I, I – it was funny um, because, you know, the PWI is interesting, and he was on it this year, which is great because he, he's earned it. And the one thing I noticed, um, you know, the guys that were around him, and this is PWI, and, look, I have great respect 
for what I'm about to say, I have great respect for Loki. I think he's one of the best wrestlers um, to ever do it. And I think he's phenomenal. Um, you know, that said, I just, I, I laughed because Darius Carter was one above Loki. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know what? That was interesting to me because again, Loki is, is, is phenomenal at what he does. He's one of the best to do it the way he does it. And to see Darius one above him, that was awesome for me because um, you can get lost in that list. Right. Yeah. So I think being near somebody who has been such a staple in wrestling is helpful to a guy like Darius. Of course. Any, uh, any idea of when you guys are going to start running shows or get back into the groove of things? Um, right now. So the New York state athletic commission, uh, that's, that's our commission. That's we, we pay our dues. Like, Oh, that's not, we're a legit company. Like yeah. I'm going to put that out there. You can run a wrestling show in a lot of states. You cannot run a wrestling show in New York without a license. That is a requirement of we are considered athletes. We have to have pay for an ambulance to be. I mean, you've seen it. We have to pay for an ambulance. We have to pay for EMTs. We have to pay for a doctor. We have a company doctor. He's a, a legitimate, real doctor at our shows. The New York State Athletic Commission comes to our shows. I talk to them the second they get there. Hello, how are you? This is what we're doing tonight. The first question they always ask, are there weapons? I have to give them, I have to give them a copy of our run sheet. All I do, it's not, it's, it's not the run sheet that the boys in the back have. It's the run sheet um, that just says what to look out for. Oh, there is going to be a tease of a weapon. It won't be used. This is a weapon that will be used. And then the first thing they do is, who is in these matches? Let me see their wrist tape. Because they want to make sure that nobody is, is blading. Um, I mean, it, they're not stupid. But we are a legitimate professional wrestling company. And because we're a, re- a legitimate professional wrestling company, um, we have to do things by the book. Of course. And so we're waiting for the New York State Athletic Commission. Currently, youth sports is allowed to um, progress. Um, limited uh audience meaning a aka uh, parents can be there um they do not allow grandparents at at like a flag football game you can't no grandparents no uncles no aunts it's it's people it's immediate family where immediate family is um your your direct uh, your direct bloodline mother father um I guess stepfather kind of isn't direct bloodline at all, but you know what I mean? Step parents. Okay. Um, brother, sister. So because of that, um, we can't have shows right now. So we're watching WWE very closely um, and seeing what they're doing. Obviously we can't do a Thunderdome, <laughs> but, but um, we are doing what WWE is doing, which is uh, confined spaces, um, confined location, where only our, our crew is. So for now, that's how we have to do things. But I can tell you this much, our competition isn't doing shit. Anybody who um, runs a show, and look, we're friends with these guys, right? It's not like we're mean, we're, we're jerks, uh, or at least I, I've never been called to my face a jerk by anybody. Um, but I can tell you that we are running with storylines to... Um, all of the qualifications mandated. Um, but I, I just can't wait. I mean, I, I don't have an answer. I wish I did. I mean, I, I can tell you this much. Um, you're seeing these uh, pop-up shows coming up in New Jersey right now. 
uh, with these other independent companies and more power to them. Um, but you know, we've had, uh, we've seen other companies do shows elsewhere and there's a lot of people there. Um, and anybody who is, uh, nervous about Corona, you don't want them to blame your company. Like I was fine. Then I went to this wrestling show and now I got it there. And now all of a sudden you have eyes on you and we don't need eyes. We don't, we've Warriors has had its share of eyes on the company and we don't want that negative attention. Of course. And kind of to tie the whole package together, we're talking about the school, we're talking about the booking and everything. Uh, what are the, the biggest names you could say that have come out of uh, the Warriors Wrestling School? People that uh, obviously who don't know the Warriors, who don't know the students um, that we've been talking about, but the names that they could see uh, on TV today, because we, I, I know a lot of them have been signed uh, go elsewhere. Sure. So um, they're not pure students of, of Warriors Wrestling. They were trained elsewhere. Um, but I can tell you that um, – the hype is real to these people. Um, so uh, Nyla Rose was signed to AEW. Um, and at the time she was our women's of war, uh, Warriors wrestling women's heavyweight champion. She went on tour. Uh, we, we booked a tour for her to go to Japan. Um, well, she booked a tour and um, we collaborated and we actually had the title defended in, in Japan, she lost it and she won it back before she, thank God she won it back before she came back. Cause that would have been a problem. Um, and so she had her tour. I, from what I understand, that is when AEW kind of were convinced she can go right. Cause it's, it's one thing to see somebody have a good match in an independent company, but you don't know how long, you don't know if they choreographed the match for months or weeks. You don't know. So to see her go and wrestle people in another country who speak a different language, and then have great matches and then come back. So she, she was signed to AEW. Um, obviously we found out she was signed to AEW before anybody. And at that time we were like, okay, like that's awesome. But now we have to, we have to book differently now. Um, Sunny kiss, Sunny kiss was our Warriors of wrestling heavyweight champion. Well, Sunny kiss got signed with, while he was still our champion so um you know we joe joe gave them a shot um and we put them both on the top of our company i'm not saying that we're the they are the reason they got signed to aew we just helped wherever we could and we did whatever we could do and the two of them are phenomenal and uh, it's kind of sad how it took so long for Sonny Kiss to finally get the TV. But that match with Cody was great. Um, and and now, now the career is starting. Um, but it, it took a while. It took a while. I mean, Nyla Rose was on that. Nyla Rose was there, right? She was there. She, they were pushing. And like, it was always like, when is Sonny going to be there? When is Sonny going to be there? Um, so, you know, they are, are making us, making Joe especially uh, proud. Um, we don't have anything to do with how they were trained. We feel that we helped them progress as much as we could as a company. And, you know, the fact that they're signed is just, it's, it's next, next, it's next level stuff, man. It's, it's so great to see people who deserve it, you know, and I don't care what anybody says negatively about either of those people. Um, you know, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like they're great. They're great. I mean, great people, great workers. Um, 
so right now those are the two i mean we did have um eyfbo now known as lax they were in the company for a while um you know santana ortiz um and they were phenomenal in warriors every match they had was, was spectacular uh great times at warriors they were there for a while um that, that of course they went to tna before that and now they're in AEW, you know doing amazing things uh but they have they were staples they were every they were at warriors 12 months straight 10 months straight always rest like i wrestled both of them um elsewhere and i could tell you firsthand they are they're great at what they do um I, they're so easy to work with you know i've had matches against them um and they've they're just so easy to work with um awesome guys awesome guys but um right now that's that's people have come through warriors but i would say they did it there on their own warriors helped them as much as they could but with nyla rose and sunny kiss those are special and joe has a great place uh for them and he really does love them both like he thinks they're both awesome um nothing but great things to say about either of them and you know right now we're hoping to make more contacts um whatever we could uh we do have guys who have had nxt tryouts um i have to keep that under wraps uh we've had guys with nxt tryouts which was awesome um you know will ferrara who's one of the start one of the people who started this company works for ring of honor now he's a producer at ring of honor uh he was there wrestling there um so people know him people know who he is um vinnie pacifico i trained vinnie pacifico how to bump and how to roll um he broke my finger his fourth day no uh, he broke my finger his fourth day of training he um he was being silly and i he like was i was trying to show him no no it wasn't his fourth day it was fourth week sorry i said day it was his fourth week of training he was getting his bumps so i started you know teaching him a couple things and i went to do a simple lockup with him and for whatever reason on this earth he kicked me right he was going for my stomach but he kicked me right in my index finger uh, in my uh, ring finger and broke broke it is this one it was sideways and to this day it still pops when i pull it um and but but he he got uh he's doing awesome too he had his chance at ring of honor he was there for a little bit uh, will helped him um and that goes to show you how we help each, warriors help each other he went there he did his thing in future of honor he built a lot of hype behind himself he gets booked a lot of places um he was full-time wrestler at some at one point um due to corona you can't really pull it off full-time right now um but he's doing great he had an evolved match which is a really good match he had um so he's making his contacts and and he's a very good guy too he's he's a really close friend of mine um but it's cool to see him he's he's 22 years old right i i I remember when he came in and he was 16, his parents, it's fun. He's gonna get mad. His parents would come to training and watch him train. His mother would yell at him when he wasn't listening to us. It was hysterical. His dad is his biggest fan. His dad goes to all his shows he can go to, comes to watch him, to watch him train, comes to watch him train. Like he's watching his kid at little league and he is so proud. His dad, um, and currently, actually, Vinny won the King of New York tournament. Um, he is the number one contender of the Warriors Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. And um, we have some, you know, him and Carter are going to have some some words soon. Uh, we'll have, we'll have, we're going to try to do a contract signing. Um, but these two guys are ready to go. And the clash of styles is going to be good. Um, but we're hoping, you know, that he can continue to spread the Warriors name as somebody who learned from Warriors. Um you know, we're, we're just trying our best and whether they started at Warriors or they're at Warriors, I think the message to anybody out there is 
if you are serious about professional wrestling, you want to further your career and make this your business. Um, we might not be able to, to guarantee anything except you will be treated like a professional because we treat it like a business. And when there, there is opportunity to get extra work for people, we will try. I can't say we will, uh, but we will try to get them any extra opportunity we can. Awesome, man. I was going to say if, if there was any last words you had, but I think you just put the nail off of it. There you go. Well, there you go. No, this was, this was fun, man. And let me just tell you, like, I love the angle. I love the angle podcast. I think it's great. I, I, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, you know, it's like, we got to get him Kurt Angle. Like <laughs> Kurt Angle has to come on this show. I don't know how we, how we make that happen. Um, I, I was thinking I have a couple guys who do, who I know who set up signings. And I wonder if they have his, his uh, number in their phones just to, how cool would that be? Right. Like Kurt Angle on the Angle podcast. Like that makes sense. I, I talked to Chris Van Vliet. Actually, I, I had, I did an interview with him and he said, that's the one you got to get. Like that's, the you got to get Like I mean, at this point, it's the inevitable, but we'll get there. Yeah, uh, I think I think it's got it's got to happen. It's it's, happen. it's just it's the only way it happens. So yeah, I mean, like, and obviously in the future, I'd love to see if we can get um, some guys from our roster onto your show. Like, I, I don't expect this to you know this is going to become the Warriors Wrestling Podcast, no <laughs> means. But like, any point if you ever need a guest or you you know last second cancellation, just let me know. I mean, these guys are hungry. These kids are hungry. Um, They'll they'll obviously attack this from a um, a uh, wrestling standpoint where I kind of took it from behind the scenes today, but um yeah anything that we can do to help you guys I mean you guys are putting on a phenomenal show and, and I just enjoy it. I appreciate that man. No, it's uh it's actually I put out a few weeks ago that I want to try to kind of change. And I talked to you about it before we started recording. I kind of want to change the, or re-strategize in a sense. And you know I've had interviews already with with. Uh, the hurricane, uh, like I said, Van Vliet. Yep. These are people that everybody knows. And people want to hear from the up and coming. They want to hear from the future. And, you know, that's, to me, that's the Warriors of Wrestling. So Thank it just fits exactly what I want to do and what you guys have to offer. So I'm excited, you know, for the future after this whole pandemic thing, we can kind of get under control. Kind of yeah. Get- yeah. You and me both. You and me both. <laughs> you know, experiencing it up close and personal. Um, but I do really appreciate you not only coming on, but also providing me with the opportunity of seeing something, you know, in me in the show, uh, you know, inviting me to your house and really kind of, you know, yeah, well, absolutely. It's been a, it's been a really great experience and, you know, to come on is even better. So, yeah, we gotta have you, we gotta have you come out to the school one day. We'll give you a free pass. We'll, we'll show you how to show you how to do a couple things so you can feel, really feel it and, and talk oh. about it. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you watch it, you see it. I mean, if, if that's something you'd like to do just to experience what it feels like, but um, yeah, no, I mean, again, like I just, I have a passion for teaching and helping and you have a passion for wrestling. I can see it. I can see it in the show. I can see it in your production quality. So, you know, anything I can do to help anybody out there too. If anybody wants to reach out to me, um, has questions about wrestling, I, I'm more than happy. Uh, Twitter is probably the best way to reach out to me. It's um, at Salvi B S A L V E Y B on Twitter. Um, the best way to reach out to me. I, I'm all for helping people if I could. Awesome, man. Again, I appreciate you coming on and for everybody listening 
Uh, you can check out the Warriors of Wrestling at thewarriorswrestling.com. You can check them out on uh, YouTube. Subscribe. That, that count, man, that subscriber count keeps growing and growing. Yeah. Let me tell you, uh, he hit, we, we hit um, 100,000 in November. We're currently at uh, 167,000. Um, we had 5,000 subscribers over the weekend. Um, it's crazy. I don't know what it is. I mean, we're just, we're just, you know, we know we're not perfect. We know we can do better thumbnails. We know we can do better descriptions, but right now, like we're not trying to shift the mold of how we do things yet. Um, we're growing our Instagram and we're on Instagram. We're on, we're on Twitter. Wow. Pro wrestling. Um, you know, check us out, say hi. Well, you know, we're always there. I mean, we got to do a better job on Twitter. We know we do. Um, but Instagram we're up on and definitely YouTube. I mean, and, you know, I don't know what it is, but we're just getting lucky a lot of the time. I, I, that's what I say. I mean, last year, last year we were the um, 16th most viewed uh, wrestling YouTube channel in, in the world. Um, There's a lot out there. So, I mean, that, that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We're just trying our best. That's it. That, that's the answer. I was like, we're just trying our best. Awesome, man. Again, like I said, thank you for coming on, uh, providing me with the opportunities, everything we just went over and, uh, yeah, stay safe and we will uh, keep in touch and hopefully we can get back to shows and I can come out and see uh, the War of the Wrestling do their thing. 100%, 100%. Thank you. I appreciate the time again. Thank you. Thanks, man. And before you go, remember that The Angle is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Rate us and leave a review and we'll read it live on the air. See you on the next episode.